Assalamu alaikum family, peace, healing, and light, and welcome back to another episode of Healing with Angelica's podcast, where we discuss all things healing. And if you are new to the show, welcome, 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 beautiful souls. On today's episode, we have an amazing brother joining us today, Brother Najim Muhammad, as we'll be discussing today's topic a new day of healing brother Najin, welcome and thank you so very much for joining me today how are you thank you thank you i'm well how are you sister i am doing well by the grace of allah excited to be talking about this topic today so i am super excited so praise be to allah and for those who do not know who brother Najin muhammad is i will give you all a brief bio so Najim Muhammad is a writer who is an author of two books of poetry, both titled Lost Sheep and Soul Tales, a Reiki healing practitioner and is a proud member of the Nation of Islam who has used the gift of his pen to study and extract diverse introspective and thought-provoking perspectives and approaches from the teaching of the Most Honorable Elijah Muhammad. After being homeschooled in kindergarten, he grew up starting school in Muhammad University of Islam in Oakland, California. From a glimpse of study in what is called the Supreme Wisdom, having a natural love for calligraph, penmanship, books, artwork, and music, growing up with deep sense of transparency and sensitivity for people, to his parents' deep love for art, it shaped him into having the heart, the mind, and the longing to contribute all that he can by means of cultural expression, providing counsel, writing books of poetry and reflection, and engagement in study and awareness of mental health and holistic and energetic healing, to see the demonstrations of love, brotherhood, sisterhood, healing, community-based and national development that the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan has worked tirelessly for almost 70 years to see. Oh, praises is due to a lie. Such a beautiful bio, Brother Nigene. Very profound. Now let's get started on today's episode. A new day. It's a new day. It's a, every time I think about that, I, think about that. <laughs> I thought about that song. It's a new day of healing. A new day of healing. Please, for my audience today, do not hesitate to put any questions you may have for our brother, Brother Najim Muhammad, in a comment box below. I am guarantee y'all today will be a show that you guys are going to want to remember because in this topic, we're going deep. That's real right. deep. That's real, right. real deep. <laughs> so praise be to alive. So, you guys, I have been so amped to talk about this particular subject. This topic is such a, is such an alignment to the time we are in and in right now and what is to come. So, just reflecting from notes I took that I would like to read, I came to the conclusion that a new day of healing reflects a global shift in our mindset and values marking the transition from the old world to the new. 
This paradigm shift involves letting go of outdated beliefs and system, prioritizing healing, empathy, and interconnectedness. As society evolves, we embrace holistic approach to health, education, governance, and relationships. It's a hopeful time as we collectively work together, creating a more just, equitable, and compassionate world for future generations through the transformative power of healing. Mm, praise be to Allah. And that brings me to my first question for you, Brother Najim. Beautiful name, by the way. So, yes, sir. So let let let's 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 get to the root. I always say this. Let's get let's get down to the root. So, I would like to know because when we spoke before the show, um, you gave me a beautiful definition of what healing means to you. Yes. So, what does healing mean to you? Well, healing, from my analysis. Healing to me is the repair, the return, or the retrieval of something that has been either lost, damaged, or corrupted. Um, what that looks like on the individual scale is for a human being to be able to tap into their nature, spiritual, physical, material, mental, environmental, everything that revolves around the human being. Um, what that looks like on the collective, in my personal opinion, is for human beings to be able to look at their potential, not in the eyes of man, but in the eyes of God. Mm. The most honorable Elijah Muhammad said that one of the most important knowledges that we can get is the knowledge of self. And the most honorable Elijah Muhammad said in message to the black man that it is knowledge of self that us as black people lack, which prevents us from enjoying freedom, justice, and equality. So, of course, it's pretty obvious. Like, for example, if I see a sister, for example, if I see her for one second, I'm not going to instantly bow and get on one knee and ask her to marry me. <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> because 9.9 .9 times out of 10, it's going to be a rude awakening and it's not going to work out. <laughs> so, you know, time and circumstances show us that you can't love anything that you have no knowledge of. So, you know, it's important for us to know ourselves and to know our history so that we can understand not only our potential, but what we've lost as a people. Mm -hmm. So that's my definition of what healing is. Please excuse me, you guys. I'm taking notes. I am a note taker and that was just beautiful. Praise be to Allah. Whew, you touched on just the fact of how um, you cannot love anything unless you know, unless you have the knowledge of it. I may not have said it verbatim, but that stood out to me. So do you mind just going more in depth as to why we, in order for us to tap into this potential, the potential that Allah, God has given us to tap into our powerful, our powers, I want to say, 
in order to self-heal? Why is it so important to obtain the knowledge of God in order to obtain your self-healing? Yes, well, it's important to understand the knowledge of God because by nature, we abide to whatever standard is presented to us. So if you don't have the standard, then you won't know exactly where you are. And if you don't understand what the standard of God is, then you won't even acknowledge the fact that either you're far off or that you need healing in the first place. Um, there's a book titled The Supreme Wisdom given to us by Master Fahd Muhammad. And the question is asked, and I believe I'm getting this verbatim. Why does he love the devil? Because the devil gives him nothing. So it is our nature to be able to discern whatever something is to predetermine where we place that thing. Mm -hmm. So for example, you know, in some, in some states, they have it to the point where they divide every piece of trash or waste very specifically. So, you know, in Berkeley, I used to live in Berkeley, California. So they divided it by literally paper, by food, by waste, by glass and plastic. So they almost had, I think like three sections. And they were very strict when it comes to the separation between trash and recycling. Mm -hmm. So depending on how human beings see themselves will also determine what they allow to go on with themselves. So if I don't see myself as somebody with great potential, not only am, not, am I not gonna go for it, but I'm gonna be okay where I'm at. Mm. So we see a lot of our brothers and sisters. I was driving through from North Carolina to California last summer. Um, it was a very beautiful experience to drive through rather than flying because you get to actually see for yourself just the different states the different landscapes you see the mountains you see different trees you get different climates when i got to texas i started to see the deserts i started to see some of these deserted towns and i started to also see them in new mexico and when i got there after being on a high after getting through some of the states in the south when I got to New Mexico I started to get emotional because I just saw the way people lived and the brother who I was with because it was him and I that went we talked about how there's people who literally never leave their hometown mm. and there's some people who never leave their block and as overwhelming as it may seem to us, when we say to ourselves, I don't think I could live here, I'll probably go crazy. There are people who are fine with that. Mm. But if you were to take them to different parts of the country or different parts of the world, it will feel like paradise to them because of what they become accustomed to. Mm -hmm. So it's important because the most honorable Elijah Muhammad said this too. It is because of our dislike and our hate for ourselves that causes us to subject ourselves to suffering and shame. So anybody who thinks that they don't look good, 
it's not going to get in front of a camera. Anybody thinks who they're bad at math is not going to try to take the initiative to become a chemist or an architect. And anyone who feels as though they're not a good driver is not going to go out on the road. Hmm. So anybody who anybody who has any spiritual illness of low self-esteem or if they've suffered trauma and for somehow for some reason has been programmed to believe that that's them or that's a part of their life they are not going to feel comfortable with even embarking in the healing journey hmm hmm Wow, you're such a wise brother. Praise be to Allah. Yes, um, and this subject is is so on time because you know um, you bring up you know self concept, and I'm actually uh, reading about that now in my communication class. Um, I actually just did a test over it like today, earlier this morning. <laughs> So um, it's so important, you know, because I brought that question up to you in regards to us knowing ourselves and knowing the knowledge of selves and having the knowledge of God. So we won't have this negative self-concept about ourselves, which also ties into that is our self-esteem. So with having this set a perspective that you have on yourself based off your living conditions or how you have you how you've been raised um a part of that is the self-esteem and because of that that allows us to like you said be okay with where we're at so that is the reason why these teachings are so powerful because is awaking us to our gifts and giving us a true perspective of who we are as a people. And also on top of that, giving us a self-esteem enough to be able to have that confidence to go into this world and do what it is that we need to do. So praise be to Allah. Thank you so much for touching on that topic, uh, on that uh, question. Um, Another question I have for you is, and brothers, please, sister and brothers, please, Drop any questions you may have about this topic in the comment box below. Do not allow me to be the only one asking questions. <laughs> but I ask questions. That's what I do. So praise be to Allah. So I just want to know the next question is, what does a new day, a new day of healing look like to you? Well, I would say that the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan has always put a lot of emphasis on youth. And he has always put a lot of emphasis on the newer generations. I remember the minister said this in 2001 in a lecture titled The Origin of Blackness. And he was talking about the, the seemingly awareness of babies nowadays. Mm -hmm. This was 20 years ago. So I was one when this was (laughs) delivered. (laughs) And he talked, he was talking to the sisters and he said, tell me about your babies. 
how wide awake they are, how alert they are. Look at the baby that when it when it's when it's born and it comes out of the womb, they start looking around like, where am I? Uh-huh. So um, and I was visiting a friend of mine out of Fort Washington, Maryland. Um, because I lived there for a couple of years before I moved to North Carolina. And they just had a son, um, October 6th. Mm. But she mentioned how these quote unquote pandemic babies, mm. how you know how usually babies have trouble keeping their own head up. But as soon as they're born, they have their head straight up looking everywhere. And she told me that her son. I forgot what it was that the doctor gave mm -hmm. to him or was testing him out with, but apparently he held on to it and he threw it. Oh. Just came out the womb. Whoa. <laughs> so. Okay, wow. So nature has a law that with time, as the most honorable Elijah Muhammad said this too, that everything has trouble in its infancy, but it triumphs over time. Mm. So that's the same thing that applies to circumstances, to the manifestation of time and the manifestation of what was prophesied to come. So there were particular standards that unfortunately our parents and our grandparents didn't have or didn't have the courage to even follow mm -hmm. at the time. There was a certain point in time, I remember sister Dr. Ava Muhammad said this, that what started to develop in this in the 60s was a culture to do everything on their own my grandfather my father's father he was he passed away in 2015 from from cancer mm. but before he passed i found out that he had cancer a week before mm. so i said to myself and you know my parents were saying to me that you know, either he got it recently or more than likely he had it much longer, but we just didn't know, or he may not have said anything because it's very common in our culture mm -hmm. to say, oh, I could just do this on my own or no, I don't need to talk about it because nobody cares anyway, or, you know, just pretty much thug it out. To a degree, you have to. In some cases, you have to. Yeah. Because, let's give another example. Say, say a man was driving you, right? He got a flat tire. He pulls over and he starts screaming and breaking down like a little girl. In your mind, you're probably thinking, dude, just change the tire. Not a spirit. What are you freaking out for? So in yeah. some cases, you might be frustrated, but your frustration does not mean that it has to go the way that you're afraid of. Mm -hmm. But there's a certain point where all of us have a certain breaking point. So I believe what healing looks like to me on a collective wide scale is due to the fact that we have, you know, an enemy a common enemy who uses all of his power and his influence to diametrically oppose our rise and our spiritual elevation and economic elevation we have to be able to 
on a collective scale massively push a culture that encourages healing mm. so we can start with on a smaller scale at least take into consideration how we handle one another on a day-to-day basis or how we treat or respond to one another whenever we're down mm-hmm. so i said to a brother yesterday that it's difficult to correct somebody when you don't connect with them mm. so for example i can't for example i cannot tell a brother what he's not doing if i don't understand the psyche of what causes him to do what he does mm. so if i can attack the psyche and i can attack the mindset and if i can give to his nature the initiative that I'm concerned for him and I have his best interest that eventually that's going to open him up mm. so I've even tried this on um I've even tried this on children as well because um I used to work in a school system I've recognized that a lot of people have issues with some of the children mm. the children won't listen to them until I come in. Mm. But uh but by law's grace and mercy. But <laughs> these children nowadays. Yeah, wow. So um they 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 pretty rough. But yeah. it was one of them he was uh he was upset and he was uh making a scene in the classroom. And then I just said I was like I'm I'm gonna just walk with him I'm gonna talk to him I just said come on let's go for walking let's just stop and so I was literally just asking him like you know what was wrong but I didn't cut him off I didn't stop him mm-hmm. I wasn't so quick to give my piece of advice I was I wasn't quick to give my advice but I was very slow and patient to extract you know what the issue is mm-hmm because we can't give insight on what we don't have an introspective eye on. Mm. So we have to be able to see things from their eyes in order to know what kind of knowledge to put in their mind. So I, you know, he was he it's probably like second or third grade. He was cussing up a storm in the hallway. All the, you know, other teachers were looking at him. And I just told everybody, I just said just leave him alone. Just leave him alone. Just let him get it out. And um so after let him get it out and the fact that I asked the right questions too. Mm, exactly. Because you know, it's like the saying people don't want to know how much you know. They want to know how much you care. That's mm. real. and it's written within the nature of people. Mhm. It's written within the nature. And it by nature it may irritate us to go through a certain thing and somebody is talking to us and giving us advice but it does not resonate because the pain and the frustration fills us up so deeply to the point where we don't have enough room to be receptive to that which can free us from that pain and frustration yes so we just naturally need an outlet and that's what I gave him but after I listened I just gave him only just a few words 
but you know every time i've done this um the students always wanted to know where i was you know always greeted me very nicely but so on a collective scale this looks like being able to listen better being able to take more time for self after working so hard and so diligently there's got to be a certain point in time even if it's a couple of hours within the day to be able to unplug unwind and reflect because the holy quran talks about how in the 21st surah the 48th verse that basically there's a time in the day to work and there's a time within the night to rest yes and a couple of verses later it talks about how there's a sea that's sweet and a sea that's bitter and there's a border between it and so what this is showing us that there's always a regulation and within that regulation you know it can't be crossed unless there's a level of disorder yes so of course you know there has to be a certain level of resilience because of course everything is not going to be as convenient as we wish for it to be however there's always a certain point in time whenever that breaking point is reached so of course sometimes just as opposites work together just as the day and night working together resilience is important but rest can also feed the resilience mm. and just as for example whenever you're drying your clothes there's always that little vent that collects the dust and so you have to empty that dust out frequently because it can catch fire mm -hmm. most of a lot of what we feel and a lot of what we operate on is not the conscious mind but it is the subconscious and sometimes we may have think that we have escaped something that we have consciously taken a picture of received or experienced or listened to or saw but subconsciously it's piling up mm. it's accumulating and we may have moments where we're going to sleep and emotionally while we're awake we feel we think we're calm and collected but when we go to sleep we feel emotions on such in such an overwhelming level yes but it's really the subconscious mind that we're getting in touch with in our dreams so there's always going to be a certain point where every human being needs an outlet every human being's need to take just at least a little bit of time for themselves to be able to release to be able to unwind because if we don't that human being is likely to catch fire mm. so the bible says we war not against flesh and blood but against principalities and wickedness in high places and the rulers of the darkness i hope i'm getting that right too so if there is wickedness and darkness and against principalities used for evil in high places then there also has to be goodness there also has to be health and wellness in high places mm -hmm. but unfortunately we don't really have that as much as we really need to yes you know it's easy for brothers in the hood to access guns but it's not easy for them to access therapy yes because there are literally people who can go in the hood with cargo vans 
or trucks loaded with weapons, loaded with drugs, loaded with alcohol, or going to the corner stores and these things are accessible for a couple of dollars, but therapy you have to spend an arm and a leg for. So not that everybody has to go to therapy and break the arm and the leg to pay the cost, but at least in our own individual way, take into consideration the small little skills that can mean the world to somebody who's begging and crying for help, but doesn't know how to get it. Mm. <laughs> I feel like I'm listening to a powerful lecture right now. Praise be to a lie. Mm. You touched on so much within that one question. I was in my mind thinking about thinking about so many things I wanted to ask you on top of some of the things you were saying in the middle of the because wow. you was just hitting me with hitters. Oh my gosh, praise be to a lie. You know, um, it's really just making me think about how much it's time for us to break out of the old habits the old ways and be able to wake up and be more of aware of our superpowers more aware of the power that we have within ourselves to self-heal um when it comes to a new day of healing in my perspective you know i truly believe it's an awakening awaken wakeness of awareness of self and being able to tap in to that God consciousness within self to be able to perform miracles within self um, it's so important that we and I bring up awareness again because it takes me back to the reason possibly why we have this certain self concept about ourselves is because you know, we're really not aware of who we are and we're not aware of how bad our circumstances is sometimes. You there, brother? Yes. Okay. Um. <laughs> we're not um, aware how bad our circumstances, circumstances are sometimes. So sometimes we can just forget about it or not even want to heal and want to channel that like you had said earlier you know sometimes we don't want to take that path of healing because we don't want to either embark on that journey of healing or we don't even want to face the difficulties of what may come trying to go into this journey of self-discovery um you know and that takes me back to the reason why i said these teachings are so powerful because it's waking us up to ourselves and the true knowledge of who we are you know so praise be to Allah. and if you all are enjoying this episode just as well as i am whoo, please 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 show your support by donating today to cash out dollar signs healing with angelica to help sustain future episodes just like this also if you all are enjoying all of the broadcasts here on ctg broadcast please show your support don't forget about them show your support by donating today information to donate will be on the screen below i love you all now let's get back to today's show a new day of healing with my brother brother najin muhammad all praises is due to Allah, brother najin now i want to talk about 
now we got now we getting deep here now okay this this the brother this brother Wait. is already deep um now let, let let's let's talk about these uh spiritual gifts mm-hmm. you know um that i believe that we are really shying away from because we just don't know and um, just don't know how to operate it. And sometimes we don't have the discernment, discernment, you know, to even know that we have certain spiritual gifts that God gave us, you know, in order to tap into, you know, our healing powers, our, our, our gifts, right? So my question for you is how does our spiritual gifts aids us in our abil- in our ability to self-heal mm. that's a wonderful question mm-hmm. that is a wonderful wonderful question take your time think about it marinate on it it's fine <laughs> what I what I can say is that part of healing of course I believe the greatest part of healing is coming back into your power Mm. so when everybody discovers what their gift is it's giving them a reminder of what that power really is to actually grant them the happiness that their soul has been longing for and um, the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan asked the question during Savior's Day of 2020 what is the pursuit of happiness? He says, the pursuit of happiness is the activity of life itself. Mm. But a human being has to know not only the entire scope of the activity of life, but the human being must know where they fit in in that activity. Mm. And so the word of God can confirm that as well as clarification on that. So the Holy Quran talks about how everything in creation is subservient to man. And subservient has the prefix S-U-B, sub. So they oftentimes talk about, you know, you hear, you hear that if the teacher is not there, there's a substitute teacher. Mm-hmm. Or anything that's subservient is either secondary or a servant to the primary thing. So oftentimes we've been learned to worship sun, moon, stars. We've been taught to worship everything of the earth, but the earth is a testimony of the magnificence of the human being. Oh, and also everything creation shows us from every every creature that's born every human being that is born every seed that is germinated within the earth whether it turns out to be a tree a fruit or a vegetable everything begins small and then grows big so for example if you see the skyscrapers you know they started off small and then came about big but it came from the mind of somebody mm. babies started off small but they became big 
but human beings have procreated that human being and then that other human being was brought forth so if we see that everything started from the mind of a human being and it started off just like a seed and then it grew and germinated and made manifest but all of a sudden when it comes down to the grand scheme of things to the mountains the uh, the land the water the island the deserts the lakes and the rivers the hills all of a sudden we go blank it couldn't mm. just appear out of nowhere and it had to begin small but we though we are small little creatures as our hands resemble the leaves and sometimes the patterns of our brain resemble the clouds and clouds can bring forth water and our brain is water and as our skin sometimes resembles the pattern of the tree of the tree bark we see these as the big things but we're the small things we're like the seed mm. so this recognizing our potential and recognizing that we are gods as psalm said psalms 82 6 ye are all gods children of the most high that was not poetic that was not metaphorical that was literal but unfortunately because of the culture that has been afflicting us for almost 500 years our power our mental power have remained dormant yes so, but now you hear all this talk about you know the pyramids you know there they have been scientists wondering for a long time how do we build them now they're talking about hidden civilizations buried on the ground that far surpasses the civilizations we see today on mm -hmm. earth so it is within recognizing our potential to also recognize that God has given each and every one of us as individuals a gift that resembles the supreme power of the creator mm. but some of us are asking ourselves what is our purpose and what is our gift and how can we find it we're taught that the creator has 99 attributes or names and these attributes are certain characteristics that the creator has mm. so just as we look at ourselves in the mirror and we are able to recognize ourselves by the movements that follow us by wherever we walk or wherever we position ourselves we can see ourselves in the mirror it's something about whenever we see anything magnificent or great at a young age it speaks to us so much to the point where we want to do it or we just have a natural love for doing it it speaks directly to us as though that is us so human beings can be able to find that gift by looking at the standard of God and the nature of God in his many diverse attributes and see which one describes me to a T. Mm. And we can find that by study and also by experimentation upon things. And we must examine what kind of happiness we get from it. And if it's a happiness that is unconditional, and it's a happiness that we want to serve other human beings with, 
That's the gift that God gave us. But we heal because the more we extract the spiritual gifts that we possess for the glory of God, the more we can be able to testify that these programs that we have been programmed to believe over these over this period of time is false. And so it makes it a lot more natural and easier to be able to remove those programs and to remove everything that we have been doing, what we have been thinking and feeling that has been inferior or negative because we are given a gift that is positive. Mm. And because of that gift that is positive and because of that gift that we can be able to see some resemblance of God within us, everything else that is negative will naturally fall away. For example, whenever we practice how to live, written by the most honorable Elijah Muhammad, it literally reverses our aging. It makes us look younger. It makes us think clearer. Mm. It makes us feel happier. Because studies will tell you there are certain foods that can heighten anxiety. There are certain foods that can heighten depression. There are certain foods that can trigger certain passions. But when we practice how to eat to live and eating the right things, we start to fall away from that. Mm. Our willpower is strengthened. We start to feel younger. We can get more done. We can start to think clearer and think more positive. Our psychological and neurological condition is strengthened and is improved. Mm -hmm. But when that happens and when our condition improves, junk food becomes less attractive. Yes. And it becomes less tolerable. So the more that we start to practice these small steps in order to get closer to God and to unlock our godliness, for example, cleaning our room, studying the word of God, spending more time in nature, spending more time with natural herbs and replacing junk food with healthier foods. Mm -hmm. That's, and also doing good and thinking good because if you don't do the do good and think good then all of our diet all of our lifestyles would pretty much amount to nothing because it's mind over matter but the more that we do that the more our spiritual gifts will begin to make manifest and when they do the more we start to appreciate what gifts we have the more we can see and, diff and discern what's harming us and what's yeah. keeping us away from embracing those gifts and what's preventing us from bringing it and presenting it to the world for God's service. Mm. Praise be to Allah. Mm. You tapped on so much. I, I see we have a question here. Um, I am going to ask this question, but before we get off the topic of what you just discussed, um, I want to talk about how, you know, with our, with us being able to tap into our spiritual gifts, um, there's one thing that I wanted to talk about, something that I, I know I spoke with you earlier before, but something that also uh, Mother Tynetta spoke about as far as um, the new world and how 
we'll start communicating with each other with each other uh, telepathically. Um, what are your what are your thoughts on uh, telepathic communication when it comes to a new day healing mm, yes well my thoughts on that the minister said that our brain is like a radio station or a television station so whenever we go to sleep for example it presents to us dreams that we think is real Mm-hmm. Sometimes whenever we sit down, we feel as though we heard somebody, but there was no noise at all. Or sometimes we can even sit down. We may not be able to hear things with the physical ear, but we can hear it spiritually or mentally. So there's a certain part of ourselves that's separate from the physical hearing and the seeing mm-hmm. that we can visualize and hear and discern things or visualize things or imagine them. And sometimes it can make us laugh, it can make us weep, it can make us happy, just imagining it. Or sometimes our brain is so powerful. I ate something with feta cheese one time when I was, I think I was in college. But I believe they put too much of it and I felt sick. But literally days and months passed and I would think about how it tasted and feel sick on the spot. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we must understand that the brain has much more power than what we think. The brain has electricity. And so does television. So does our phones. So does laptops. So all of these things that we use for communication, all of these things that we use to get certain things done and to collect information, the brain has that same capacity. You know, we, you know, we're taught that thought travels at the rate of 24 billion miles per second. That's how quick thought is. And just know, for example, if I called you just now, for example, within seconds, you will receive it. The brain has that certain same capacity, but Mm. it's only operating at less than 10%. But can we imagine if it was multiplied by times 10 more? Just imagine just what we can do with that, with just the brain. Sometimes twins, they uh, they will say the same thing at the same time or think the same thing at the same time. Or sometimes you would be talking about something, then you would talk to somebody else who was thinking about the same thing very recently. Mm-hmm. And sometimes you would get a gut feeling that something is happening. Mm-hmm. And just to find out, you will make a phone call. You will go on the news or you'll go outside. And that very thing that you saw was the exact thing that was happening. Sometimes amongst your friends, you 
would see something and you would say something and they would tell you I was thinking the same thing. So the human being has the potential to be in sync and to be able to tap in or to send messages out mentally. So everything that we see on the physical plane is started off on the mental plane first. And so, for example, this book, the minister used the pen first, for example. If you could see one, you could see two or three. Mm -hmm. You can multiply it in your mind and then bring it forth into existence. So everything that we see physically, somebody had a mental picture of it and then yeah. brought it forth. Same thing as God. He has that same power. He can say to a thing, be, and it is. And we say that we are the children of God. And we see in scripture, they use the pronouns he, him, his. And just as God has all of these characteristics, all of these attributes of vengeance, beneficence, mercy, of is so many more too hmm. but all of these are characteristics that human beings have you know they call him the all-forgiving the all-knowing the wise we don't go to animals for wisdom we go to human beings yes and the human being is called the glory of god the is a definite article the meaning an embodiment, a prime example. So if the human being is the glory of God, then the human being embodies the powers and the very attributes and the potential that God has mm. and is a prime example of that. And it's put on top so that whenever someone wants to look at the standard of God, the human being testifies of that. Yes. But the only difference is that God is supreme. So, I forgot what your question was. <laughs> this is, I forgot what the question was too. <laughs> Cause that came up oh, out my mind. It was, oh, it, oh no, that's right. Wow. I was talking about telepathic communication. Telepathic communication. You're, see, we, we remember that at the same time. Yes. See, 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 audience, we just proved it so we can get off this answer, Kim. <laughs> but, so, as Solomon said, there's nothing new under the sun. There's nothing new under the sun. Mm -hmm. What that means is that if human beings were able to get all of this done, have all of this technology, have all of this structure within society and the economy. Solomon said there's nothing new under the sun. So anything that is created is always within the scope of the creator. So God is saying, okay, that's, that's easy. And if it's easy for God and everything of technological advancement 
is brought forth from nature and if nature resembles us then as technology depends on nature and all the different elements on the periodic table mm-hmm. and the human being is the glory of god and we can see everything that's within nature also resembles and testifies of the human being then of course the mind can do what a cell phone can do to send a message so that's all i have to say on that guys Oh, praise be to Allah. So much just came up in my mind. Um, that's write this stuff down. It was so, um, it was it was a lot. Um, it made me think about how, you know, you connected, you know, mind over matter and how before we actually are able to see a thing in a physical physical aspect and it started from the mind first so before the cell phone someone thought about creating the cell phone right um you know before the things that again that we see physically it all started in the mind and that also makes me think about how because our mind is so powerful we are able to i believe and maybe you can dive deep into that um how we're able to self have self-fulfilling prophecies um you know in regards to our you know everyday life like you know with our mind and us believing and thinking that we are a certain way so you may believe hey you know uh, i'm poor i'm gonna always be poor i see this every day and once you hold that expectation of yourself as being poor, situations around you start agreeing to what your self-fulfilling prophecy is about yourself as far as being poor. So understanding this new day of healing is really tapping into our minds more than ever um, because of how powerful our minds is. Right, right. I'm super glad that we're even, and it's funny, you know, our lives the best, best of knowers. Just even what I'm learning in my self communication, in my communication class, is tying into what we're talking about today. And we talked about self fulfilling prophecies in our communication, and because of our perspective of what we think or how we feel about other people, can actually play into our physical, uh, our physical world as far as what we see actually we're actually um prophesizing a lot of how our lives is are you know um right so with this new with the new day of healing you know again it's tap it's going back to tapping into our mindsets tapping into what's been dormant because you brought that up it's been dormant because we have been we have been bombarded with, you know, the perspective of what this world has given us, the perspective of how we've been raised, that because we've been given this perspective, we haven't seen anything other than what we have been given. But Allah, who come in a person, a master, Father Muhammad, 
has given us something better for us to see something more powerful so we that we can see so we can be able to have a have a better perspective of who we are and then on top of that be able to tap into that power that power that we all have that i am so grateful because every last one of us we all have some type of superpower and it wasn't until i was able to really clear my mind of the of the old right the old perspective the old ways the food i used to eat the conversation i used to engage in and it allowed me to be more open to receive god's messages when he wanted to talk to me when he wanted to send me messages you know we should be so equipped we should be so equipped in regards to our superpower our spiritual powers that we're really able we're really able to predict when things happen honestly i that's my perspective like we should be able to know because we're so in tune with ourselves and so in tune with god that we're, we're we're able to see things really before it happens and a lot with me everybody has their own superpowers you know um and i'm calling them superpowers because that's what they are right <laughs> we all have our own superpowers and you know with me being with me joining the nation and changing my life around and being able to tap into a potential that i didn't know that i had i've been able to build a better connection with a lot because now I'm able to communicate with him on a level that me and him are aligned in. Mm, praise be to a lie. Ooh, so thoughts are powerful, I believe, in this new way of healing. Uh, we have to really consider what we are feeding our minds. Um, it's a war on our minds. The minister said this. This is this this is a war on our mind minds right now so praise be to Allah I do have a do have two questions here I don't want to um leave you guys out I'm so sorry brother Najim is just going in with this so all right let me see here I have a question here for May's ex Assalamualaikum so how can someone offer healing when when a person doesn't think anything is wrong all of us need some kind of healing Mm, that's a wonderful question well i noticed that children oftentimes have a self-correcting nature within them so if you allow them to solve a problem or to look at a thing they'll double check it and of course with the knowledge that they have ingrained within them they'll make the correction themselves before you step in so nature has oftentimes a self-correcting pattern the most honorable Elijah Muhammad said that you don't have to condemn a dirty glass just put a clean one next to it so you might think that a glass is clean but until you put a glass that is clean without any spots on it you'll realize that oh wow man this really is a this really is something so it's gonna be there's a lot of people unfortunately who deny that they need some form of help but um, if they stay in it for a certain period of time, eventually they will have 
a desire to come out of it or perhaps that desire will be fed once you start to grow into the standard of what you're supposed to do and continue to evolve to mm. the point where it's speaking to their soul and what they're really longing for because sometimes people don't know what they want but their soul will meet what they want once it is presented and expressed in the proper state mm -hmm. so eyes their eyes will not tell them or nor where their own intentional desires will make known what they want but their soul would tell them this is what they're looking for so whenever somebody sees the progress that you make the way you carry and treat people the way you handle certain things especially under pressure eventually if they're tired of what they're going through enough but don't understand what's wrong they might look at you and be like man this person really does handle this pretty well this person is doing very very good so if if an individual still has any kind of uh any kind of uh desire to turn around and change in them sometimes it's the lack of courage that stops them mm. so sometimes they have to see somebody else doing it in order to be safe so i was a uh, I didn't get registered until I was 21, which was three years ago. But I've had brothers who, uh, one of them I grew up with, and another, Brother Elijah Farrakhan. He, um, I just saw his example. That's all I was looking at. And I was thinking to myself, I didn't have the courage to get registered because, you know, I would think to myself, people would laugh at me doing so that was one of the reasons or i thought there was no actual joy or happiness included within that mm. or i thought that that would be um a particular source of suffering that i wouldn't be able to escape so i had all these pictures in my head because of how my perception was being shaped at childhood so i had to escape that mm -hmm. but when i saw brother elijah farrakhan and the way he was presenting himself on instagram I um I saw just how sharp he looked. I saw the way he carried himself as a man. Mm -hmm. Because I was in college and you know, I wasn't really doing anything for myself. I always wanted to I longed to be able to have a certain level of success. But then I seen his example and I said, damn, this brother's sharp. And um I, that's when I begin writing more seriously. And I shared with him one of the pieces that I wrote. This was, I believe, August in 2018. And he responded. Hmm. And the response was so positive. I was just like, Wait, I, don't even, I don't even know him, I don't think. <laughs> we know each other. But... It just, it felt so sincere and so genuine to the point where I felt safe. Mm. And so I believe within the journey of healing, safety and security and transparency is what people oftentimes look for. Yes. Because so many of us have 
finally taking the initiative to let our guard down to be vulnerable. Mm. Only to open a door and realize that we've been exposed to somebody else's monsters that tried to attack us. Mm. So it's a it's a certain level of resistance that people naturally have because they just they don't know how to trust the process. Mm-hmm. But um just being able to display that example and take the initiative that I'm going to embark within the journey and not force the journey on somebody else. And maybe just maybe that person will eventually come along. But what it takes is not being so critical or judgmental because our people nowadays, they have already been burdened with so many programs in the back of their mind to the degree that they believe that their programs are the means of what kind of progress that they think that they can make yes and the moment that you criticize them is the very moment that they lock themselves in with those programs that they've thought about themselves so they'll never make the initiative or the effort or to take the challenge to be able to change and to grow they'll just sit in it because of how they were talked to Hmm. so most of our people already have had enough so we'll be very surprised how far kindness can go in encouraging somebody to take the same journey so in order to get near to somebody you could just throw a compliment at them compliment them for what you know is in them but they don't even recognize Mm. so it takes so it takes a certain skill as the as the minister he says every black man and woman I meet I find God within them and I have not missed and he even said this which sounds a little which might sound a little strange to some people but he said there's 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 some of God even in Satan hmm because how could he rule unless God was within him? Mm. So not to say that he is God, but there's one of his ruling attributes that he used. There was a certain level of power and dominion that Satan used to rule us. God has that within him, but only difference with Satan is that he uses his wisdom in order to deceive, manipulate, and destroy people. So that goes to show that despite what somebody may be doing or going through or refusing to do there's always a certain level of good that is within them otherwise they wouldn't even need to resist yes but the reason why they are resisting is because there's something within them that knows that they need it and it wouldn't take so much effort to resist unless they had a desire to do it or unless there was a chance to do it. Because if there was no chance, it wouldn't even bother them. It wouldn't even bother them and it wouldn't even frustrate them if you're bothering them about it too. So, it's with 
being the example and don't stop either because sometimes we stop because somebody else stops mm. and sometimes we're critical before we think critically about where we are within the standard so sometimes there are certain doors that we have to go through before we ask somebody else to go through them too so there's certain people that won't that won't step out on faith if there are certain steps that we haven't took ourselves mm. so i believe that once we take them then once we actually show that we're happy taking those steps too because master Farah muhammad said work cheerfully you're the best you're the righteous so one thing that people are not attracted to when they're in their misfortune is that when you try to call them to take part within what you say is fortune, but you're you're demonstrating a level of misery. People don't like that. Mm-hmm. So if you're healing and you're doing what's right, there's no reason to be miserable. That's what I believe. Yeah. So when people see that you're truly happy, that you're truly thriving, and that you present good character too, because a lot of people, they don't go to churches, they don't go to mosques, they don't go to synagogues because people are blessed with the word of God and the favor of God and within the structure of God, but they're too damn judgmental. Mm. And the minister had to remind us that you're you're criticizing our people for what they're doing when yesterday we were doing the same thing. Yes. So sometimes there's a certain danger that comes when we receive a particular favor. Sometimes we're so quick to make a judgment or to be angry at somebody. But if we really got what we wanted for God to act on his anger on another person, we have to ask ourselves, where would we be? Because both books, both Bible and Quran, basically lay out that if we were to be punished, not one soul would be left alive. Mm. So what that gives us a picture of is that we should be able to, within our basking in the journey and receiving all of the benefits and the peace of mind, don't be so quick to look at their faults, but be very quick to look at their needs as well as to see the good within them. Mm. so that they can be encouraged to see the good within themselves and not stop the process of trying to do good for themselves just because they view themselves as bad or inferior. So the more we do that, that basically looks like continuing to work in the cause in which we know is the best thing for us. And the moment we see these people, treating them well, saying nothing but good words, checking in on them, listening to them, seeing how everything is going. You don't have to hang around them 24-7. Mm. But what you could do for the time that you do see them, for every time you see them, it's always a good word of kindness that you can give to them. And it, ha- and it doesn't have to be so complicated. It can be real simple. And sometimes, what I've noticed too is that people have been psychologically wired to be remote from the very thing that they need. Mm. But sometimes, so sometimes they have to see the thing that they need expressed 
in, in a manner that's pleasing to their to their soul and to their needs. Mm-hmm. So a person might need to see somebody healing through art, through art and culture. Sometimes they might need to see a healed person who's a farmer. Sometimes they might need to see a healed person who's young or who likes this or who likes that. So when they... So it, it takes being able to see exactly what do they want to see. Mm-hmm. Not doing it for their pleasure, but doing it because sometimes what they need is part of what God wants to see be made manifest. And sometimes that thing can be manifested within us in our example. And the more we portray that example and the more that we learn to just be ourselves we might just be able to get them to be attracted to the very thing that they might not have the courage to follow mm. so we, we, they say like oh man this is really alright because there are some people who literally change the game of music who literally do something that's never been done in music pop or rap something that's never been done within food or agriculture something that's never been done or even within different different types of food and so some children might not like broccoli or cauliflower but they might they might like fried cauliflower mm-hmm. or they might like how it's made a certain way and if it's made that certain way, you can const- you can just get them and encourage them to acquire a taste for vegetables. So if we can be able to diversify within our expression and to be able to constantly unfold the attributes of God and to extract our ideas and manifest them into life, eventually they will find something that they're attracted to mm. within that. And then say, oh, I see. So that's the benefit of doing that. Okay, I'll I'll, I'll start. But when they start, don't be so critical of them. Don't be so angry. Gotta be real patient with them. Yes. Like we can't, I I don't think we can afford to show any form of bitterness or animosity amongst those who known bitterness and animosity all of their lives. So there's people who feel like they can't take a single bit of it. Praise be to Allah. Um, calmness. Yes, that's the that's the thing I thoroughly believe in. Calmness. Mm-hmm. Because I, I've I've seen people. I've seen people who talked about how they recognize my growth. So sometimes they have to recognize the growth and the testimony. Mm-hmm. More so than what you trying to get somebody else to do. Yes. Mm. And sometimes people have to see the product and the works more so than what you offer them. Mm-hmm. So when it comes down to uh, getting your haircut, for example, I got to see how good you are if you going to cut my hair. Because if my hairline is all the way back here 
we're gonna have some problems because <laughs> I love my hair. So when they come, when they come into the example, greet them and cheer for them and just show them that you're proud of them. The minister said this one time. He said, God is not interested in our shortcomings. And we have to take that into consideration because in a world like this, it is very easy to get into trouble. Yes. And sometimes very difficult to do right. No, not sometimes. It's difficult to do right in this world. <laughs> yes. Very difficult. Yes, sir. <laughs> so for somebody to even make the initiative that they want to do right in this world is a miracle in itself. Mm. To even have the thought that I'm going to do something good today. When the enemy has so many ways of trying to manipulate our thoughts through the TV, the culture, the media, the foods that we eat, even the aromas that we spray within some of our houses sometimes. Because sometimes that can manipulate thought as well. Mm. Even the water that we drink and even some of the toothpaste that we use. He has so many ways of trying to manipulate us and keep us remote from the divinity of ourselves. But when somebody mm. tries to make an effort to do it, we shouldn't be quick to try to focus on the negative that they've done because more than likely they know. Don't recognize the negative that they've done or that they're confined by, but the positive that they have tried to make an effort to abide by. Hmm. Praise be to Allah, Brother Najin. Hmm. He broke that down so much. So beautiful. So, so so beautiful. We are. I'm. I'm thinking we're gonna have to do a part two, cause it's so much. I still want to ask you. We can go on for hours. Seriously. Praise be to Allah. <laughs> Praise be to Allah, brother Najin. I just want to thank you so so much for joining me today on this beautiful, profound topic. A new day of healing. Also, I'd like to thank my audience and Healing Tribe for joining us today. I pray that this episode was informative, valuable, and of course, has to be healing to you all. Also, be sure to share, like, follow, and subscribe so you don't miss out on any upcoming episodes on any of your favorite podcast station. Closing the Gap broadcast on Facebook, CTG broadcast on YouTube, and Healing with Angelica's podcast on Facebook and YouTube to help spread this message of healing to those in need. Also, if you are ready to start your healing journey and don't know where to start, Healing with Angelica is offering one-on-one calls to help get you started on your healing journey. More information to schedule your call will be shown in a comment section below. Also including Healing with Angelica's merch and more. Give me one second. Let me see here if I can pull it up here. We have the one-on-one coaching calls here. So um, information to uh, schedule a call will be in the comment section below. And here are some of our Healing Tribe merch that we have here. And some of our customers here with the Healing Tribe merch. Our praises is due to a lie yes 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 and also please keep in mind brothers and sisters that anything as far as anything that you purchase that comes from healing with angelica is helped to sustain and support healing with angelica's podcast so keep that in mind 
and inshallah i am planning to expand healing with angelica so let's keep it going thank you guys for your support also if anyone you know or yourself are in need of prayer Healing with Angelica would like to send a special prayer to you. And you can do this by emailing healwithangelica at yahoo.com. Our praises do to a lot. Now, before we end the show, Brother Nigeem, I d- definitely need some closing remarks, but definitely give us some closing remarks for our audience. And also, if you don't mind sharing um, more information about what you do, how our audience can contact you and also you don't mind mentioning um the two poetry books that you have and uh close us out yes Mm ma'am well i want to start off by saying the healing journey it takes a while and of course you know in some cases it could be painful but it takes proper discernment in order to understand which pain it is whether it's the pain of healing or the pain of the lack thereof. Mm. Now, just because it takes time doesn't mean that it's not happening. and doesn't mean that there's something wrong with the approach. Because, for example, um, you know, car accidents, they can happen within the blink of an eye. Just one simple wrong turn and boom. But sometimes it takes hours, days, weeks, sometimes even months to get it covered to repair the vehicle to gather information to go to court file lawsuits whatever needs to be done i actually jammed my finger one time a couple of weeks ago man and it's had to be three weeks ago but it still has that look to it Mm-hmm. so it can things can happen within seconds but sometimes it can take longer protracted periods of time in order to heal from those things mm-hmm. that's okay because that's how it's designed it could take one second to break a bone but sometimes it could take months in order to recover and heal from it mm-hmm. so to think about everything that's happened to us and everything that is happening to us Mm -hmm. don't ever think that whatever you need to do in order to heal those wounds you're not asking for too much more than likely if you dealt with it for a long time and never asked for help you're probably not asking for enough Mm. and just because the healing journey is painful sometimes it can be overwhelming too because we don't know what's going on off time so that oneness with God sometimes is it's not an easy road. But the minister also said this in The Origin of Blackness. He said, have you ever watched a flower unfold? I happen to be looking at it and studying it. And it was closed. And I watched it slowly stretch itself and unfold. And he said, that must have been painful. He said, you may think that plants can't ever feel, but if it's life, it can feel. So even as a flower blooming might be a beautiful sight, it may be an unpleasant experience. 
And just because it's unpleasant doesn't mean that it's something that should be avoided necessarily. Because sometimes within the journey of throwing away the old and embracing the new, sometimes we suffer temporary misfortune hmm. or conditional misfortune. But it's better to just endure the temporary and conditional misfortune so that we can avoid an inescapable misery. Yes. That once we realize that we don't have any more time left on this earth, we don't want to sit here with any regret, realizing that there are certain things that we wanted to do, but we didn't have the courage to do it because we didn't heal those wounds. Mm -hmm. Great works requires great wellness. And if we want to be a teacher, it requires patience. But if we're impatient and we're intolerant with people because of some, some wounds that we have, we might not, might not have too much fun doing it. Mm. To be able to set up contracts with people to do particular works, to work on particular projects, or to sell people houses or cars, that requires trust. That requires trust to do that. To cooperate with certain people, it requires trust. But when we have trust issues, then we won't cooperate with too many people. Right. So it's like, for example, if I break my leg, I'm not going to keep playing. So any wound that I have, I'm not going to keep working things out that requires certain work with the particular thing I was wounded in. Mm-hmm. So um, it's uh, you know, it, it does it does take time, which is all right. And these two books, first one, they're both poetry books. The first one is titled Lost Sheep, and I've written this and posted it, published it in May third, two thousand twenty-one. And so tells this one I published August of last year. And so these you can find just by clicking the link within my bio of my profile and it will take you to the link of both books. Praise be to Allah. Whew. A beautiful ending for to the show, Brother Najin. I just want to say thank you again so much for joining me today. You really like I'm just here just pondering over everything that you said give this man some flowers like everything that you said today was so profound and it's something about your tone the way that you speak how it's it's resonating to my soul to where I'm I'm hearing that God in you I'm hearing God in you speak so praise be to Allah. Again, I just want to thank you all for joining me today. Joining us today. Oh my God, this is such a beautiful show. Thank you again, Najin, for joining us as well. And we leave you all as we came. Assalamu alaikum. Peace, Helen, and light. <laughs>